Speaking of stories, though, I got a I got a thing, but I'm gonna I want to start on. Well, actually, we gotta start by thanking first everybody that's listening live. We appreciate you, uh, whether in Clubhouse or on the live stream. Um, I am not in Clubhouse. I don't know if anybody's listening. Well, I know Tia's listening. Tia is right now. Uh, Mike is the club. Is the official Clubhouse checkerer. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if he doesn't make references, it's, it's, if we miss it, it's his fault. It's not mine. Sounds good. <laughs> I take full responsibility. Uh, <laughs> and we need to thank our supporters. Absolutely. Uh, all of you, we appreciate it. Uh, those of you that support us, especially supporter number one. Yes. yes. <laughs> so just, I got a... Who just renewed their support yesterday, by the way. Appreciate it. Yeah. So it was brought to my attention that we're probably driving people, especially if they're new, newish to the show, a little crazy with this, you know, subscriber or supporter number one moniker. So the person chose to remain anonymous. We're not doing it on purpose. Like we're not trying to be all super mysterious and we know we, we actually literally don't know who it is. And it's okay. Uh, but Tio pointed out, he was like, you know, you're probably driving people, you know, a little nuts with that. And I was like, oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, I suppose. But still, thank you, supporter number one. Absolutely. That's the, you know, <laughs> remain anonymous. Oh, so. That's is still a good thing. There's a question from Scout that we got to get to at some point in this episode, but I need to go look and see what it is. So I'm going to start us off. Is this the one you sent today? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scout, first of all, I want to shout you out because you are all over the place. Uh, When I hosted Double Tap, I'm like, hey, that name looks familiar. I wonder if it's the same one. Come to find out it is. So, uh, yeah, really appreciate you listening and you giving feedback to us on Mastodon and asking us these these interesting questions. So uh, that's that's kind of, I don't know, I can't speak for Demasi, but when we started the DM series, that's really would have been the the epitome of success when listeners started reaching out to ask questions. Um, and uh, we didn't get much of that with the DM series. Uh, but yeah, appreciate it. And a lot more of it uh, would technically work. And, and it's like, like you said, especially appreciate Scout. Uh, yeah. Because I'll be... Uh, one question I did see go by from Scout earlier today was um, about the selling something. So the camera I have, the Insta360 link, uh, is one of the webcams I have. Um, that, I think, new when it came out was running about 300 bucks. I don't know where it is now because it's now been out for a little bit of a year. There are new cameras out from new new companies uh, that may have pushed it down a bit, but uh, that will probably at some point, because I think this is Kyle's question was asking, why don't I sell that? I will probably sell that at some point. Uh, it's one of those things that I feel like I should hold on to it for a second. I don't know why I feel that way, but uh-huh. it's not hurting anything for it to sit there where it is. Yeah. Uh, so at some point it'll, it'll move its way out of here. I'm waiting on the gold rush, man, the gold rush, like the beanie babies. <laughs> Oh nope! I'm gonna stop right there. I don't know if you get where I got to, but I'm stopping right there because the next thing I was gonna say is not what you want to say. Uh, so eBay is a good yeah. place to sell your used products. <laughs> Absolutely, I have a product listed on eBay, and we'll have a few more going up there soon. Uh-huh. I, I told so, him he should share it on Mastodon, and if I, I didn't did. tell him that, oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. I don't have you on alerts. I really should put you on alert. 
because I'd never seen that. Uh, yeah, so I don't have you on alerts either. Uh, I d- didn't even really know that was a thing. So when you when you post, I would get a notification. That's yep. how it works. Yeah, you may oh, not want so to do like that to you, me. Uh, no, I don't. No. <laughs> but see, for you, I can put you on alerts because you don't post it. <laughs> oh, do you post it? And then it comes up in your notifications, which is awesome because then you know, like you're able to see people who who are posting. Right now I have Doys, I have Marty on there. Uh, and I think that's about the only one that I have on alert for when they post, I want to be alerted. So, yeah. 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 eBay is a good place to sell things. I'm going to most likely be listing my UDR, my Ubiquity Dream Router. Uh, it's on his way out of here, man. Let me know. Okay. I was going to. Ah, yep, so that is. Okay, so if you're using Mona, if you were curious, uh, locate the person's profile, choose the Actions button uh, on the Mac that's towards the top, and on the iPhone it's at the top of the timeline, and then there's an option that says Turn on Notifications, and then it'll ask you, are you sure you want to get notified? Uh, Would you like to... Oh, Turn on notifications. There we go. And then it popped up an alert that said, hey, you've disabled notifications on Mona for the Mac. You need to go to Apple settings to enable these. I don't <laughs> I don't want those. I just want them in my notifications, which is a little convoluted, but it works. Ah, that, that makes sense because I need to turn notifications off on the Mac uh, yeah. for Mona because yep. I will, for, like right now it's open. I forget it's open. Somebody's going to mention me or something and then it's going to go off and it's going to distract me. Because I'm not used to it. Yep, and I turn notifications off on the Mac because it's st- that way you can stay open. And if I if I'm not in Mona, then actually it probably happens even if I am in Mona. But then I get the notification on my phone and I can go look at it. Otherwise, yeah. Or but like you said though, the important thing is you can go look at your notifications within Mona and see the things that you have been notified about. Yeah, that's Command smart. Two will take you to notifications if you didn't know that. Good tip. Good too. Mm. So, Dream Router. It's out of here, man. It's out of here. It's all over. Be going on eBay sometime in the next uh, What did week you or do? So. Well, I know what you did, but what did you do? <laughs> uh, so, I caught a pretty good deal on a Ubiquity Unified Dream Machine SE uh, that was just open box on eBay. Uh, what I expected to get is what I got. Uh, so it was the right product. It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but it is the product and it does work. Uh, it is currently set up and right now it is sitting on my desk. Um, it is huge. It kind of looks like if you've seen the DVD players from the late 90s, early 2000s, like it's that type of big, flat, long device. So SE doesn't mean small edition in this instance? No, it does not. Uh, and obviously, you know, I hadn't seen any pictures and I didn't look at like measurements of it because I'm thinking just in my head based off how the dream router looked. Oh, this will uh-huh. probably be a Mac mini footprint ish size thing, probably a little taller. Nope, they flattened it all out. I wish they would have stacked it. Maybe they couldn't, but anyway. Yeah. But it's nice. It works. And the reason I got it is one, there was a deal. It was a pretty good deal. I, I couldn't beat that, that deal. I haven't seen it that cheap anywhere. Uh, and secondarily, I was had been planning on doing the upgrade anyway for my network. Like that was always in the plan was to do an upgrade. 
to the SE uh, because one, it gives me eight POE ports. And I'm sorry, once you start plugging things in <laughs> and power over Ethernet, you just want to plug up everything. Like, can I make the Mac go off a of PO? Right. <laughs> like, seriously. So it gives me eight uh, POE ports uh, that are all gigabit Ethernet. Uh, two of these are POE plus or or whatever the actual, I think it's like an A and an F in there somewhere too, but they're plus ports. Uh, so two of the eight are plus and then the other six are just regular POE. So I like that. The other thing is I have gigabit Ethernet and that's not meant to be any sort of brag whatsoever, but I get it. So I want to pay for it. And one of the nice things about Ubiquity that I don't think I really mentioned too much uh, prior to this when we've had discussions about it because I wasn't planning on using it is they have some uh, protection, uh, traffic protection and data protection uh, features that I'm going to now start diving into because I can actually use them. Um, They were available and they are available on the Dream Router, but I'm already losing about 250. 50 to 275 of speed because uh-huh. the fastest that the uh, dream router can handle is 700 megabits. That's the fastest speed is going to give me over wired right. internet, right? So I'm already losing some of that because consistently when I do a speed test in the right configuration so I can get the max speed, I'm seeing, you know, 952 up and, you know, 968 to 985 down consistent, you know, rates on average. Uh, but the other thing is, as you start to add in these extra network protection features and scanning and all of this stuff, that is further slowing down your traffic and also further taxing the device itself. Right. So for me, the dream router doesn't make sense to try to run a lot of that stuff unless it's just you. But as everybody knows, it is not just yeah. me. And somebody is streaming. Um, Disney. Nope. Uh, Prime TV right now on uh-huh. Apple TV as we talk. Gotcha. Uh, and somebody's probably also streaming Paramount Plus on an app on an iPad. So you know it's happening here. Uh, so now we're gonna start playing around with open all features. So I'll be you know coming back and kind of reporting how easy they are, how they work, how they set up. Uh, to answer one of Scout's questions too, that was on at Mastodon. See, I knew I would get back to it. I would remember what it was eventually. I have set up a test IoT network. Um, I have not deployed it and moved devices over, uh, partially because I'm just lazy and that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> um, but also, I wanted to do some more testing. Actually, since I rearranged the office, though, that kind of interrupted some of that because I had to rethink how things were going to be wired once I uh, moved desk and all of that. So that's one reason it's not done. Now that I have moved desk and I now had this switch back here uh, with its eight ports, I can wire up a few more things because I got the freedom to do it and I'm not losing a POE port just to plug in a regular device. And I'm also going to try this printer of mine on Wi-Fi because I just bought ink. Hey, newsletter, man, we need a breaking news thing because I actually bought some ink. It's here. It is over there sitting on top of the printer, I think. It's not in the printer yet. but It's you not in the printer yet. Yeah. I mean, I'll put it in there. Don't worry. I got to print some labels. But, I did buy some ink, and because I just yanked the cable from uh, the printer, well, not just yanked it, but I pulled the cable that that I was running from the printer uh, over Ethernet. We're going to try it on Wi-Fi. That'll be the first, like, this device should work uh, deployment on the IoT network, and that way I can see if all my rules and my configurations work so that we can print from within the private network. But, uh, oh, I just realized that my computer is... Uh, no longer 
like on power. Oh, I, I, I mean, I should have expected it, but I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. We'll, we'll get to actually we'll get to that a little bit later when we when we talk about some other things. But I should have realized the fact uh, it'll make sense to you. So we're gonna try to try this out with the printer. See if that works. Can we print from over here without the printer being able to come over over, over this way? Right. And the way that I test that for people is listening is I have this network set up configured where it can talk to the internet because occasionally I will have to install their freaking updates. Otherwise, yeah. the printer just won't behave. So it'll be able to talk to the net to the internet. It should not be able to see any of the other networks that are also being run out of my house, uh, meaning that it can't ping them. It can't even, you know, jump across and, and exchange traffic. However, configuration from the home network should allow us to send commands and see the printer on its network. So we can reach over there, but it shouldn't be able to reach over here is the basic principle that I'm trying to accomplish. And the way that I'll test to make sure that that works is, I will join that network with my laptop and see if I can ping any of the other IPs in the uh, different subnets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also confirm that I can still access the internet. Now that works as of right now. So that that part of testing the IoT network and, and putting a couple of random things on there, you know, a couple of random devices on there and, and being able to make sure that that part works. What I haven't had yet is a device that I should be able to control from my home network. Uh and make that work. So the printer will be the first real world test of that situation. There you go. You have to let us know how that goes because you got to print out some labels. Quick side note, while talking about labels, I taught someone today, and I won't mention his name, but I taught someone today not to send stuff via FedEx. He's returning a product, and he spent $30 to ship this product to us via FedEx, and it's not going to arrive until Friday. I'm like, you know, if you would have used pirate ship, it would have cost you like 10 bucks. And it would be there Wednesday or Tuesday. And it probably would be there Tuesday or Wednesday. Yep. Yep. So don't use FedEx unless you need to. Unless you have to. Like sometimes you have to. For him, it, it makes sense because it was closest. Although I did tell him about the fact that you can get USPS to pick up packages. So I think he's going to start doing that. And he doesn't have a printer. He doesn't have a printer. Yeah. So printer. you could go to the FedEx because uh, most FedExes that I've seen over the years, over the past few years, have been in Kinko's. So you can go mm. to the FedEx and print your label for or UPS or USPS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then take it. Look, I do it. I, I was doing it all the time. So, right? <laughs> like, I'm not. I'm telling you what I would do. Well, let me let me tell the story right. I didn't do it. Uh, I would ask Tia to stop by the Kinkos while she was out. I'm like, can you print this label for me? Uh, she got slicker than me and just started going to my mailbox place when I needed to pick up stuff and have them print the label. I was like, uh-huh. okay, well, I guess that works too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, make use of the printing services. Is what I'm saying. Don't so go out and buy a printer for labels. Yep, that is currently. So right now what I have set up, uh, I was doing some testing. I will do a little bit more testing, honestly, before I, I release this product out to the world to be, you know, picked up on eBay. Uh, but right now what I have running is the uh, Dream Machine is on my desk because I don't have anywhere else to put it other than standing it on the floor on my side, which doesn't seem like a smart thing to do. So it's currently on, on the desk. Um uh, and I have a PoE, I have an Ethernet cable running from it, from the from one of the ports to the U6 Plus that I have. So I moved to U6 Plus. Initially, it was back here in the office up on the wall facing that I'm facing right now. 
just before I say maybe about an hour before me and Mike jumped on clean feed, I moved it one room forward. So it's now above the door in our bedroom. But from back here at the back of the house, I was telling Mike this from the back wall of my house uh, where the U6 plus access point was mounted. I was getting still getting like two out of three bars on the status bar on the iPhone up front. And like there was no hiccups or anything with the Apple TV just having that one access point running. But I didn't have any internet outside of the house. Like if I stepped out of the kitchen, the internet was gone. Gotcha. Hey, quick shout out to Jeff and Joanne. Thank you for checking us out in Clubhouse. See, I'm doing my job, Damasi. All right, man. Job. Appreciate it. Thank you folks for joining us in Clubhouse. We appreciate it. Speaking so, of Jeff. Oh, is that Jeff? Yeah, that Jeff. That Jeff. Hi, hi that Jeff. Yeah. Wait, did, wait, let me look in Clubhouse. This, it's, oh, this it's guy's name is this guy's name is Jeff Bishop. I don't know a Jeff Bishop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He asked me a question and Jeff, text me what the question was because I forgot what you asked me uh, oh, to, to talk you about. Didn't write today. it down in drafts, so, man. So, yeah, I didn't write it down in drafts. drafts. But if you text me the question, I will bring it up now and Demasi and I will talk about it uh, before the end of the episode. And and I know you can multitask and listen and text at the same time. You proved that to me earlier today. So, yep, that's the network set up right now, just the one access point deployed, which is the U6+. Plus. Uh, I moved it forward one room, so it's now in my bedroom, uh, pointing, still pointing towards the front of the house. Because one, I don't need terrible Wi-Fi coverage in here or great Wi-Fi coverage right here where I'm sitting at, although I still have it. But it's now better up front. So I may not even need to buy anything else at the moment. Just hang out with this U6 Plus until we move. What is and the data rate on the U6 Plus? Like, does that does that limit you at all? Kind of like the Dream Router was. Um, no, because it's just Wi-Fi, so it's going to do whatever Wi-Fi six speeds are. Now, the only difference in its Wi-Fi versus, and the reason I was playing around with trying to use the Dream Router as an access point only, um, and, and kind of put it in a, a bridge mesh mode or whatever, is the U6 Plus just does two by two. Uh, multi in multi out so it can only talk to two devices at once um for that to make sense i have to say like generally with wi-fi the way this works is there's a lot of packages it's kind of like a round robin so you know your device isn't constantly talking to one your wi-fi router isn't constantly talking to one device all the time or talking to three devices all the time uh Mm, what what would that be concurrently i think all yeah, at the same time that's right. it is it, it is speaking to them in individual consecutively so i'm gonna talk to the iphone what do you want okay ipad what do you want okay iphone here's part of what you asked for iphone here's what you asked for you want what now okay now I'm going back to the iphone like that kind of thing so multi in multi out uh two by two gives you you know two consecutive conversations that can or two concurrent conversations that can be happening at once uh with a device the dream router does four by four um honestly i've had this set up since thursday actually uh wait was it thursday yeah yeah thursday so i've had this set up since thursday uh with just the the dream machine se and the u6 plus i really have not noticed any network degradations other than like it not reaching as far to the front which i didn't expect it to it actually was doing better than i thought it would in that regard uh at, at, with the front of the house because again no issues on the apple tv up there kids had complained about the ipad unless i was doing something to the network then you know they would complain because i was actually turning stuff off but other than that it was fine 
moving it up probably about six feet uh, is probably going to give it much better coverage going forward. Uh, so I'm not worried about any, like I still get the same speeds I would get. It's no different than, you know, for most people, what you already have in your houses or, or having the arrow. Um, you're not going to see a big difference in the traffic. I haven't noticed it. So U6 plus for the win, man. 129. Very good. So Jeff texted me the question that he had. I knew he would. And he was, and I brought this up to you too, asking us about WordPress and pictures. So if you want, I can give you his question or we can touch on Scout's comment. What would you prefer to go into? There was a comment from Scout. I didn't see this. What oh, I, thought, what I, I, thought, I thought you had a comment oh. from Scout that you wanted to talk about, but maybe we already talked about it. So no, nope, I think we touched them. I okay. Think we touched them. So I do have another thing from Scout, so I will bring that up to you in a second. But Jeff wants to know what we do to make sure that we add images to WordPress pages and posts and actually make sure that they look good. Um, I told him that I like to just add the images when I can. And he was talking about featured images and adding the featured image to the post and, and how typically that'll work good. And then I said, yeah, unless it doesn't fit the dimensions. And, and I always forget about dimensions too. Uh, and then people are like, I can't see the top of the logo. So what is what is your procedure to add images or visual assets to a website to make sure they look good? So I do a couple of things. Uh, one, I don't remember them. I always have to either go look them up. So I have them stashed somewhere, I think in drafts. Uh, the recommended sizes for images in WordPress. Um, like what's the smallest you can use and what's the largest. That, that's Those are the two base uh, things I care about. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of like that. So that that range of like, don't put an image up there that's, you know, 5,000 by 5,000. Like that's way too huge. I think the top level is like 12 by 12, like 1,200 by 1,200 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Uh, it's somewhere in there. So being aware of those, if I'm uploading an image that I have not, you know, previously touched, like I'm going to check those dimensions, command I and Finder will give you that information. Uh, on the Mac, I don't know what to tell you if you're on Windows. Uh, but command, I'll get you that information. So I'm looking at those dimensions. If the dimensions fit within what I need them to, and oftentimes now WordPress will also tell you if something is too big. It always offers that crop tool, so that's not an indicator. But if it's too huge, it'll tell you that it's too huge in most cases also. But once I have uploaded it, I will get Ira nine times out of 10. And depending on the site that I'm working on, if it's a person that can see their site and they're involved somewhat in the flow of, you know, changes or development, I'll send it to them. But if it's like the client's not going to see the person's site I'm working on, isn't going to see this until I'm done. And like, it should be looking good when they see it. Uh, Ira, man, or I'll ask, uh, ask my, I'll ask Tia. Is Tia hireable for Jeff? Because he does not pay for our membership, so he could just have her check the images for him. Oh, man. Uh, he did not ask me that question. I just threw that out there. Uh, I will have to ask her if she wants to hire out to review images for people. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ultimately, though, what Demosti is doing, though, is using visual interpretation services to check the image, to check the dimensions of it, and to make sure that that doesn't cover up text or become too extraneous on the page. Um, probably doesn't help you much, Jeff, but that's pretty much, I think, the same thing that I told you is I just upload the images where necessary and then use a tool like Ira or uh, Be My Eyes is a thing too i forget about that but be my eyes is also a thing it would be interesting to see 
if you used the Be My AI and took a picture of a web page and asked it for feedback on the image, um, if it would give you feedback that could help you with resizing or making it fit the web page text better. Um, yeah. And then of course there's the be my eyes volunteers who you can reach out to them and they can take a look through your phone's camera and say, yep, that looks good. Or, uh, I wouldn't do it that way. That's got too much text being covered up by the image. Something Demasi and I are going to talk about, and he'll jump in as soon as he is back, is our desks, because he has had a sit-stand desk now for just over a week, and I suspect if he is anything like me, his desk layout has been altered from when he had a stationary desk. So has your desk chain, your desk layout changed, Demasi, since you've been on a sit-stand desk for a week now? So it has changed a bit. Uh, it is right now kind of a mess, though. Uh, <laughs> But I'm still sort of in the process of figuring out where, like, some things are stationary. They have not moved from the day that I put them here, uh, such as the Vocaster and where I have the boom arm mounted. Uh, those two things have been constant. Uh, the laptop is generally where it kind of is in the middle of the desk. Uh, what has changed is, one, getting this this Dream Machine SE and realizing, oh, I either need a rack or a whole other table or something. <laughs> <laughs> that has moved space, moved stuff around a little bit, which is why it's a little messy. But I can't lay my hands on everything that is on this desk except for this Apple Pencil. I don't know where it went. Uh, but my layout has gotten a lot more compact. Uh, one thing is I have switched away. So I think I talked about the dock that I had, which was the OWC thunderbolt dock because i was selling the elements up well more than likely we'll see how it goes but more than likely i'm going to also sell the thunderbolt dock that i was talking about too because i've gone to a smaller more compact dock uh or hub uh that has an ethernet port on the back gives me two a ports because i realized i don't plug up as much to my mac as i used to with this setup like there's less stuff on my desk period so i'm not plugging up a lot of cables or any of that so what I normally have plugged in is the uh, Vocaster and probably a USB A to C cable because, uh, you know, this blind shell won't charge without that kind of cable. Yeah. And I can charge up everything else with that. Everything else that is on my desk that is powered is directly plugged into a power strip under the desk. So I have that, still have that smart power strip I mentioned from uh, Maris. Uh, that is under the desk, so I have a couple of USB things plugged in there directly, uh, such as the cable that powers this uh, this beautiful, this very nice flat, uh, lies flat uh, wireless charger I have. It's charging my iPhone right now. Favorite uh, charger. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so that is plugged directly into the, the power strip. Um, what about driving? Drives, so the only drive I have, and I'm actually about to change that a little bit too. So the only drive I currently have mounted or plugged into my computer is that little mini drive that I told you about uh, that's always plugged in. It's kind of stuck currently to the back of the laptop lid or stuck uh -huh. to the laptop lid. So that is in. I am actually, I just decided just today as I was moving some stuff around that I'm going to take that off, which means I'm going to move a lot of my stuff back to internal. Uh uh, move a lot of my, like, uh, where Dropbox is stored, because I don't have much in Dropbox anyway, but move a lot of that stuff back internal just to free up 
um, some ports possibly. Uh, I haven't made that decision 100%, but I'm thinking about traveling and not having to carry so much. Uh, like now, I, uh, now one of the nice things and what may not change that for me is this, this hub that is on my desk is probably just going to live on the desk. Uh, cause in the little traveling I've done here in the past six months or so, uh, none of the hotels I was in had ethernet for me to even access. So I had to use Wi-Fi. So therefore I don't necessarily need to have an ethernet port when I'm traveling. And I do have a nice seven in one hub, uh, that is going into this nice backpack I just got uh, the other day. It fits in there perfect. You're talking about the pluggable? Yep. Yeah. Just slice yep. on that little grid thing nicely. Yep. 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 I had to go get my uh, my my uh, MagSafe cable out of there because I had put it in that backpack also because I was like, well, I don't really use this. And then I changed the dock out today. And <laughs> I was like, I forgot that it was on battery because there's no constant power source like it is with the uh, the Thunderbolt hub back there. So... That's why I was like, oh, man, my battery is, I mean, my computer's not on power because, yeah, it wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, that backpack, I don't know the name. I don't know if there's any branding on it or not, but that, that backpack is a nice thing. Yeah, it's a nice backpack. So Mike sent me this backpack that he mentioned um, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks yeah, ago. It's it probably was maybe just after like, convention. Yeah, uh, a couple of episodes after convention. So early August, I would say. And... Uh, so he sent this over to me. It was a backpack that Mallory apparently had stopped using. Like Mike mentioned it like, oh, I'll find out what this is Mallory's using. And apparently I think the conversation went something along the lines of, oh, that thing? I don't use that thing anymore. So we can just send it you can just send it to him. I'm bought three different bags since then. Mike, Jesus, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, man? yeah. That's the problem with her <laughs> backpacks and shoes and clothes. Anyways, we're not talking about that today. <laughs> So uh, Mike sent me this backpack. It is a very small uh, backpack, and I've already decided. So, yep, my laptop fits. I uh, can fit in the things that I need to routinely have on me. So my power bank is tucked in. There's also, so there's two pockets on here, three, three pockets. Uh, it looks like there should be a pocket on the inside of that uh, that middle pocket with a little grid thing. Yeah. Mike. It yeah, looks like there should be, be a pocket on the other side. But so there's really not one. Okay, yeah. I was just like, maybe I'm not smart enough to figure out how to open it. I mean, so, it could be that too. So if you <laughs> that, let me know. I'll uh, mail so, back to me then. Oh. So this backpack, uh, the, the back pocket over the other side that would be closest to your back when you're wearing it has two very soft pouches inside of it uh, that are you know sewn in. One is the size where you would, you know, put a laptop in. The other is probably iPad size, unless you have a really small Windows laptop. I don't think there's any Mac that would she comfortably fit in there. Yeah, I threw my iPad in there, too, just to see if it would fit. I'm like, oh, yep, that's perfect. And then I'm going to be looking for it in two weeks, and it's going to be in that backpack, and I'm not going to know where it is. Uh, but that's a whole different conversation about how I don't use the iPad. Uh, but there's also a little storage space inside of there. There's also a different pocket on the other side. Uh, but the cool thing is right in the middle section of the backpack, there's a whole zipper part that folds open and it's a lot of little grid straps. Like, Mike, how would you describe this to people? It's it's a grid with the different size straps that are 
elastic because they hold things in for you. So we would slip the uh, USB wall outlet for the uh, MacBook Air into one of those. We'd wind up the cable, slip it into another one. And what's really nice about this is if your backpack's anything like my backpack gets to be, uh, you have a thousand cables in the backpack. And when you just need to find one cable, you're digging through hundreds of cables and everything gets tangled up with this no tangling because everything's in its place and you just reach in, grab the cable that you need and pull it out. Uh, also good for holding AirPods too. If you ever want to just throw your AirPods in a bag. Yeah, it's nice. So what I have in there right now is I had my MagSafe cable in there. I just went and pulled that out and again, didn't have to look for it to dig. It was just get the backpack, unzip it. Boom. There it is right there. Yank that out. Uh, and frantically look for a USB-C block to plug it into. He should have had a USB-C block in that backpack. So, yeah, I was going to put the iPad, I mean, the MacBook Air one that came with it, but I have to get up there and get the box down. I hadn't done that yet. Uh, but, yeah, definitely need to put a block in there. But I also have the uh, 20K power bank uh, in there as well. So that's kind of why I wasn't oh, okay. in a rush to have. Yeah. So that I have that in there. That fits. Um I have the 701 USB-C pluggable hub in there and a couple other cables. I have a USB-C to C cable and a A to C cable in there right now at the moment. So that's kind of what's in that grid. But that's those are all cables with the exception of me having to grab, grab the MagSafe that I won't have to go pull out for any reason. So for me, this bag will be grab the laptop and everything else I need should already be in that bag or you know, is coming right off the desk with the laptop, but everything else should be in that bag. And I can take that to the library or as I told to you, like I can get a, I can pack my other backpack just for clothes and have this always be the, you know, the tech backpack. So whether I'm going to the library and I want to make sure I have all the stuff that I would possibly need, which isn't a whole lot of stuff. Like there's not a camera in there. There's not a, you know, there's no microphone or any of that stuff is not in there it's just like i need my laptop and the folding keyboard that's in here and uh some cables but very nice backpack i appreciate it man so i just got i've been running sonoma uh over the last couple of days do you have questions about sonoma i do but uh i want to touch on your desk situation has that changed Mm. at all for you yeah, people keep putting stuff on it. That's changed for me. Mallory decided to bring this monitor home and said, oh, well, you could just put it on your desk and then plug it into the Mac Mini. And, of course, I said, all right, let's do that. And then I realized that where I have it, it uh, kind of impedes the movement of this boom arm, also known as best purchase of 2022. And it doesn't let me bring the mic down at the angle that I'd like. However, the positive side about it is now I can sign into WhatsApp on the Mac. (laughs) For those who don't know, in order to sign up on WhatsApp, you have to scan a QR code that's on your screen. Well, when you're running a headless Mac mini with no monitor on it all the time, can't really scan that QR code. That that seems like an oversight on WhatsApp's part, but I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. That's generally how it's done, though. I don't don't think they consider... Yeah, uh, you know most people have would have a screen of sorts. Yeah, because if you don't, they they tend to think, oh, that's in a server rack, then, and nobody's yeah. using it anyway for that. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the downsides of it. Uh, desk though is treating me pretty well. Got stuff on here. Um, 
I'm horrible, horrible about organization, and my desk is not organized. Although Mallory also, she's moving uh, stuff out of one of the offices that she was in, and she has these two fabric drawers that I think were supposed to go into something, um, or she has something else that's going to end up near my desk that these drawers go into. Um, I, I think what I'm going to end up doing is using these drawers and throwing some of my junk in them, because... I know this happens to you because you've talked about it with me on the phone. You could start out with the cleanest desk on a Monday, and by Wednesday, that desk has so much junk on it that you're like, I don't, I don't even know where this came from. So, uh, yeah, yeah, like I still have a roll of tape back here, for, back here from when I was taping up a box. This is uh-huh. not where the tape should be even be. Uh, yep. I will tell you this too. I forgot about these because uh, they just kind of fit in, and I hadn't really thought about them. Uh, I did buy a set of those like little plastic drawers. Uh, mm out of walmart and tear got me one with wheels so i can move it around which actually has been more handy than i thought it would have been uh, especially in this phase of you know oh i don't like the way this looks or let me go you know tie these cables up because i see how that's gonna sit you know phase that i'm in uh, but those have been handy for keeping stuff off my desk so it's not a terrible amount on my desk it just feels cluttered to me compared to how i think honestly having this this stupid Dream Machine SE up here is what's really bothering me because it's pushed everything forward. That was kind of back. Is it out more of the way. than fifteen pounds? The Dream Machine. No, it's not more. Velcro than tape it to the wall. Yeah, to the wall, huh? Yeah, to the wall behind the desk. Huh? I didn't think about the wall. See, you're welcome. To Although that. I did Velcro the U6 Plus to the wall, but I didn't think about the. Hmm. Okay, you may have just solved the problem for me, sir. Good. On that note, you want to go to something else or I can bring up Scout's message? Uh, so let's, So you, you brought up a, a, a topic that I think is worth discussing. Let me go and find it real quick. So uh, I'll, I'll start with the thing that you actually said to me, and then we can kind of get into the, the whole conversation <laughs> around that, though. So what Mike said to me is like, he asked me, do I wear shoes while working from home? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was just this morning. Yep. <laughs> I, put it in I thought you were going to the to the toggle message that I sent you. Oh, no. About no. deleting accounts. See, no, I forgot about that already. <laughs> no, see, I wrote this down in drafts. See, that's why I was able to remember uh, that. But Mike asked me, did I wear shoes while I worked from home? And um, the answer to the question for me is yes. I, I have always worn shoes while working from home i don't always do it but it has been habit to to do it and for me one of the interesting things about that is on days where i don't get like i typically get up and i will put on clothes and get dressed you know as though i were going out to an office like i don't really care so much about a dress code so you yeah. know some days i may just have on a tank top versus an actual whole shirt or something right. but uh i have on shoes you know jeans i put on a belt like all of that sort of stuff right and for me, I noticed the days where I call myself working that I'm just walking around in my slippers all day or, you know, I, I got on what would be considered loungewear, I guess, or pajamas or something because I wouldn't go to the store and like I wouldn't even run into Walmart. And it's like I'm not as focused on the actual productive work. I may do some things, but I'm not focused on the actual work work like i'm not doing consulting or i'm not working on wordpress i'm probably you know rearranging some cables and trying to do some cable organization type of things uh, 
But what what is your answer, Mike? Did you wear shoes while working from home? So I did not for the longest time. I long-time listeners know that my desk was in my bedroom for quite a while. I think about maybe a year, maybe a little more than that. And I would just roll out of bed, get dressed. I would put, you know, I've, I've, I always wear shorts and t-shirt, uh, well, shorts and polos. Uh, I typically don't wear jeans, which it is a weird day when I'm wearing jeans for me. So I get my clothes on, uh, go get my coffee. And I would typically walk around in socks or barefoot. And I don't remember what caused me to do it. I think it was actually when I switched to the standing desk and I found myself wanting something on my feet because it was starting to hurt just standing on barefoot hardwood all day long. <laughs> and uh, so I put, I started with flip flops cause I'm real fond of, of just slipping flip flops on and going on with my day. And I noticed when I put flip flops on it, it seems like I am more conscious of what I'm doing when I have shoes on. And this thought came to my came to me a couple of weeks ago, and I kept meaning to bring it up on the show. And then today, I don't remember why I brought it up to Demosi, but um, I mentioned we should talk about this. Because I find when I don't wear shoes, I get stuff done. I'm still productive, but it doesn't feel as as uh comfortable i guess as it would if i'm wearing shoes and i know that's really weird to think about and maybe not but to me when i put shoes on it's like i'm going to an office it also has helped and your environment makes a big difference it has also helped moving my desk out of my room to give me that separate place to go to work that is huge i didn't realize how important that was until i actually got a place to go and now i can get up and go do work and not be in the same place as my room and of course we got more room for shoes for Mallory too. There's that aspect of it too, but you know, with every cloud must come some rain or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, we we and we've talked about that when I first moved when I when we moved um down to the when me and Tio moved down to this house and I was able to actually get an office set up where I had a separate place to go work. Like this is of course DM show, so a lot of people haven't heard this conversation from me. But your environment makes a huge difference when you're working from home or where where you work from. Like I have noticed that having a dedicated workspace, even though I have a laptop, I'm never sitting in the living room or at the kitchen table with my laptop doing work when I, you know, that that's not my, I come back here. And if I'm not back here, I'm not doing work. Uh, much like you having on shoes and actually being dressed for me makes a difference to how I feel about work. Like I'll get some stuff done. Something needs doing, like you said, I, it will get done, but I don't feel like I'm at work. I feel like I, you know, rolled out of bed to solve a problem when I was on vacation Yeah, more so than feeling like this is a work day for me. Um, so that has been a big difference maker. Uh, just having that dedicated workspace to sit stand desk for me has been huge because I do get to stand up so often instead of me having to walk around. And I'm still playing around with using shocks and, and different earbuds with the laptop. Uh, and instances where I'm, um, say, in a Zoom meeting having a conversation, uh, I maybe need to start leaning so hard on the professional microphone when I'm doing Zoom meetings and just use the earbuds, man. Just just use the shocks or the no, open comms or something. I disagree with that comment. I mean, I didn't say I was going to do it. Oh, okay. I'm just okay. Saying, you know, I, I maybe I shouldn't be the way that I am about it. I don't think I can help that part, though. Uh, <laughs> but I do get to walk around a bit, you know, stretch, you know, do things like that. So standing up makes a difference. 
definitely having that dedicated workspace, even if it's just doing something different. So if you have to work at your kitchen table, well, don't eat your breakfast and have your laptop there at the same yes. time trying to work on something. Like eat breakfast, clean that away, or eat lunch, clean that away, bring out the laptop, um, you know, and work. And then when you're going to eat a snack, you know, fold, close the laptop up, put it away. You know, find something that can help change that space for you because it does help change your mental uh, kind of mental expectation there. I find it funny that so many people joke about people working from home not wearing pants. Now, this may legitimately be a real thing that people do. They sit at a desk and don't wear pants. I can't do that. That that just feels weird. I, I it can't. feels no. weird. It, it, no. it, to me, it feels weird in the same way putting on a, a dressy shirt, button-up shirt with you know sweatpants. Like, right. it don't feel right. Yeah, it's, it's just not natural. Right, there you go. Let's go. No comments. No additional comments. <laughs> uh, oh, Scout did make a comment, which is relative to uh, this part of the conversation, though, which is uh, Glenn's not the only person that walks around and paces while they're on the phone. Cause, uh, ah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how nope, I close nope. my, my rings, and that's how I get my pedometer plus plus steps up, is I just make phone calls. I'll call Demasi and talk to him for a while. <laughs> So what's going on with you and Predominant Plus Plus, man? Because you 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 mentioned this a couple of times to me over the past few weeks, actually. And I I didn't honestly realize you were using that app until here recently. I downloaded Pedometer Plus Plus when I reinstalled Sleep Plus Plus. And uh, when I got it, I realized, hey, this is actually calculating the data from my watch as well. And for some reason, I didn't comprehend the fact that it did that. I thought you had to have your phone in your pocket all the time for it to count for you. Uh, so I have a widget on my home screen, which has my step counts. Uh, it tells me how much, how many steps I've taken, and I can open that and get the uh, status of any sort of goals that I've set. And it's prompting me to actually be active and get out there and, and do a little bit of walking so I can get those up. And as I told you earlier, I'm doing more with Pedometer Plus Plus than I paid attention to with my activity rings. And longtime listeners know that I had a, I don't know, 400-day streak or something like that with the activity rings. And then I got sick and I missed it by one day with pedometer plus plus. The cool thing about it is after seven days, you can miss a day and it won't ruin your streak because he understands real life happens. Shout out to underscore David Smith for yeah. uh, pedometer yeah. plus plus sleep plus plus, uh, which is the first sleep tracking app I ever took seriously. Uh, and that was accessible and worked well uh, back when I initially started this journey. So, you mentioned widgets, and you've been on the beta all summer. So is there a widget for Predominant Plus Plus, and are you, like, using the widgets on the watch, I'm wondering about, because apparently there's something new there. And I, I haven't, for anybody that's not been listening, I decided uh, to skip betas this summer, uh, go beta-less for the summer. So I have no idea what's going on with anything. Except for on your iPad. You had to help troubleshoot something on beta. Yeah, but you know, I don't even know where the iPad is either. So, you know. In your backpack. Oh. (laughs) Uh, So I don't understand the widget, the new widget screen. Um, I don't, I haven't played with it enough on the watch, so I can't 
tell you how that works. I will say on the iPhone, there is a pedometer plus plus widget there. And that just gives you your current steps. Um, And if you tap on that, that's one thing that I forget about with widgets is, yes, it gives you the data, but it's also a second way to access the application that you want to get into. So, for example, I have Pedometer++, plus plus, but it's not on any of my home screens. It's in the app library. But if I want to open Pedometer++, plus plus, I just tap on the widget and the app is open. Same thing with Dexcom and a couple other oh, – Weather is the other one. And I just tap on those and it opens those applications. So that's pretty cool. Um I have not played with an app that has interactive widgets in iOS 17. Uh, There's an app that I'm super excited about to come out on Monday to see how those interactive widgets work. And I also need to reorganize my widget setup and leverage a smart stack to see how that works. So smart stacks can be interesting uh, because you can make your own. Apple has some pre-built ones, but you can make your own smart stack. Um, actually the widget that is still, and I'm going to refactor my widgets here too. Uh, once I go up to iOS 17, because there are some interactive things that I'm interested in using. And, uh, maybe I, 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 thinking of this too, I haven't played with these in a while. The lock screen widgets, like have those gotten better in 17 at all? Like as far as being able to, not that I've seen. Oh man, just dash all my hopes and dreams. I was like, yeah, but I was, you know, anyway, I guess I won't have to deal with those. Um, but I have a smart stack on my home screen now that has been there f- whenever we last talked about widgets and what we were doing with them. Uh, it's like December, not November, yeah, December, somewhere around. Yeah, it's been there for a while. So this widget has what I can remember that's in it because it's what I mostly see is Fantastical. Uh, and this Fantastical widget shows me, I think, upcoming events and possibly something to do with tasks, depending on the calendar view that I'm filtered by at the moment. Uh, it also has, for some reason, parcel. Because I had never used a parcel widget, so I put parcel in there. Uh, uh, that doesn't rotate around too often. It has a Siri suggestion widget, so that comes up when Siri wants to suggest something, you know, when the system has deemed that it should suggest something. So, for example... Uh, I put in an earbud and I may see the Siri suggested widget come up and say, do you want to open Overcast? This is what you know what to do when you put in the earbud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I started seeing with Siri widgets, I think, or or I started seeing it somewhere. At this time when you wear earbuds, you normally do this. And I'm like, what do you mean at this time? Do I do something differently when I'm wearing earbuds at different times during the day? So I've seen the... When you're in this location near your in your yeah. house, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. creeps me out. What? I was like, wait. So I don't. I always open Overcast when I'm in the kitchen. Like, really? This? How did you know this? Stop following me. Oh, but uh, so that's a widget. What else would I have there? Uh, there was a calendar widget because for a while I was doing some testing between Fantastic House stuff and calendar. Um. There's something else there too. Uh, I think a lot of what I end up seeing comes from this wid- this Siri widget, though, because sometimes it'll suggest, you know, I'll have a meeting coming up and it'll be a Zoom meeting or something, and I'll see the suggestion from the Siri widget. Do you want to open Zoom or open open this link from this event? Yep. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that on my phone though, because then I won't have the great microphone and sound great. Widgets are coming to Sonoma, and I have not played with them, but. 
I mean, that could be a useful widget if it's available. If it's like, do you want to open this Zoom link? Sure, let's do that. I have not played uh, with the Sonoma widgets. That could be super useful, actually. So if anybody has played with the widgets on Sonoma, uh, particularly if you happen to be a voiceover user, uh, reach out on Mastodon and let us know. Uh, but also, if you have used any of the widgets on the watch uh, as a voiceover user, curious in, about that, too. I'm not even sure I understand how they actually are, what, how you get to them, like you're, you're, you spin the crown or something and they come up, but what's the, what's that interaction model like is one thing I'm interested in because it, it seems a little, I don't know, seems a little funky to me right now. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to like it is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just oh, figured it out quickly and I couldn't. Oh, we did also, uh, cause you know, we, we, this just happened. There was an Apple event. Uh, last week at the time people were if you're hearing us right this second live you know it was tuesday but if you're hearing this when we release on monday last tuesday apple had an event i don't want to review every single thing there's plenty of blogs out there plenty of podcasts talking about it uh, i believe michael doys uh and several others did an ia cast discussing what happened so uh, we'll link to that in the show notes as well but I am curious, Mike, just your overall thoughts and what you're planning to buy. If you're planning to buy anything uh, at, at any point that they announced or if anything they announced is exciting, but you're still not you're still on the fence about purchasing. So, first of all, my thoughts are he really needs to stop saying we're going to link stuff in the show notes because I'm going to inevitably forget to do that unless I, I write it down. Um, what I'm going to buy is the iPhone 15 Pro, possibly the Pro Max. And I told someone this the other day. I'm not going to buy it right now. I'm going to wait a couple of weeks, and then I'm just going to buy it through my carrier. Um, yes, that locks me into AT&T, but I guarantee I will be with AT&T for the next five years at least. And after Nicholas turns 18, he can figure out what he wants to do for his phone. But for the next five years, I'm going to be with AT&T because that's, I mean, they 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 uh, they, they acknowledge it. Alaska is a yeah. state yeah. and is not domestically roaming. Uh, so that is what I'll do is I'll go through AT&T and get that because I'm going from a 12 to the 15 pro. I've never had a phone with LIDAR, so I'm excited about doing that. Um, I am intrigued by the pro max only because it is a bigger screen that does have me a little interested to see if I can do more with a bigger screen. I don't know if, however, I will go with the Pro Max because uh, I like the form factor of the 6.1-inch foam, which is what my 12 is. Um, and the watch. I'm going to hold off on the watch until next year, the 10-year anniversary, and see what that gives me versus buying a new one. I'm running an SE 2022, and it's working just fine for me. Good deal. You? So there will be an iPhone 15 Pro Max. uh Sooner rather than later. I don't know a date just yet, but sooner rather than later. Because time for Tia to upgrade. She's on a 12 Pro Max right now. So uh, if anybody in here needs, you know, to upgrade a phone, it will be her. Because uh, I am on a 13 Mini. I'm fine hanging out with my Mini for a little while. Like you, I am interested in the 15 Pro Max. Fortunately, she's getting one because that's just going to be her phone. Like she's firmly in the Pro Max club or whatever apple's biggest phone they make is going to be called that that's the club she's in so i'll get to use it 
It's interesting you were thinking about that, though, uh, with the Pro Max, because I was thinking about it from the standpoint of, yes, a little bit bigger screen might get me more stuff on, more information on there at different times, but also bigger battery, and because it's USB-C, uh, using it out in the field with other, you know, peripherals is what I was thinking about with it, so let's see how that goes. Apparently, the phone is a little shrunk down physically, not, I don't know if it's noticeable or not, but a little shrunk down, so let you know when when she gets hers. Yeah. Uh gotta I wanna take Tia out to go look at the Ultra because we still haven't done that yet to see if she wants the Ultra or if we're gonna get her uh the knife gen watch. And the only reason I'm going to even upgrade her watch because I didn't think about the tenth anniversary next year. So I may wait. Uh Tia leans well, I'll say she leans. Uh she gets a lot of value out of the health data that is gathered by her watch yeah. and there are sensors that she's not able to take advantage of now that are in the, in, in the current and in, in watches that she's missed because right now she's on a six series so uh big jump up for her so i think we're going to probably do that uh i think she should get the ultra just because it's bigger and bigger battery but i want her to see it before we put in the order uh because she's convinced that it's going to look like a uh simply lemonade bottle top on a wrist so uh but see tia it's worth it when you get 50 hours of battery life on regular <laughs> use that's what mallory likes about it is that she only has to charge her watch every other day and she wishes she could go like a week without charging it but every other day right now will work for her um her sister has the six and <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's a big difference. She, she, Mallory really likes... Now, if you already have the Ultra for people listening, I did not hear anything to make it worth going from the Ultra to the Ultra 2. Uh, that 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 upgrade doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, so what I'm probably going to get, I, I don't know, a 15 Pro-ish of some sort uh, will be what I get. Like I said, I may skip the watch too because I didn't think about the... 10th anniversary there may be something special there they may be nothing they may be there, there's rumor of course rumor that the form factor will change um you know i'm i'm willing to wait just because i think i want to go to an ultra uh just for the battery life and they did not make it in black titanium this year so uh totally could skip till next year for that reason too but um 15 pro of some sort for me my opinions about the event overall are uh it was a good event nothing earth shattering rumors even though i don't read a lot of rumors i still heard most of what they announced um the one rumor it, i did not hear that i'm glad it, it, it's a little gimmicky but the mother nature skit i thought was quite comical <laughs> i told I, someone i said that's why they bought apple or that's why they started apple tv plus yeah so they had they could develop relationships with uh Actors, actors and actresses, and actresses. Yep. so they can run their skits and make them better. Well, I still need to watch that whole thing because I dropped in about almost towards the end of that particular skit. So I was like, at first I was like, what is going on? Yeah. And why did this lady just run out of here saying, don't disappoint your mother? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Uh, but um, like Mike, if you have an Ultra already, I don't see a reason to go up to the Ultra 2. Like, I don't think they really added anything major, uh, any, any game changing things there. Um, if you are on a 
if you're on a 14 or even a 13 or 13 Pro and you're you're kind of going to stick in the family of device that you already have. So if you're a Pro phone user, you have been, and you're going to stick with the Pros. Or if you're a, a standard iPhone user, you're going to stick with that. I would say anything from a 13, 13 or 14, yeah, think about it hard. Like, do you really want to spend the money? You know, it's your money. You do what you want to do. But I don't think there's anything earth shattering to make you jump other than USB-C. And that's legitimately my thought. Like, if you're on, like me, I'm going to wait. I may even wait until sometime early next year before I upgrade my phone. I will upgrade because I do want USB-C. And it'll probably happen sooner than I'm saying it's going to happen right now. But uh, for me, the biggest upgrade is the USB-C for me. And I'm going to the Pro phone because they don't make a mini anymore. And if I have to get a phone that I'm not going to be happy about the size, then I may as well lean into it and get the best one with the LiDAR and all of that uh, in the actual decent USB transfer speeds. Uh, if you're on a 12 or below, probably think about upgrading. It, it might be time for you at this point. There's a lot of advancements. I don't I don't really see a lot going over from the 14 to the 15 no. uh, series that, that makes a huge difference. Unless you really, really want the dynamic island on the regular iPhone, like that, that you know. Yeah, there's that, and and if you're a 14 Pro user, uh, going to the 15 Pro really doesn't do. I mean, the only thing you really get that I have seen is USB-C. Yeah, and also, you know, if you didn't pre-order already, because that was yesterday, uh, if you are in the 13 or 14 series of phones and you're thinking about upgrading and you want to know if it's worth it, give it a little time and let people write their reviews and take a look at those because especially for a 14 pro to 15 pro user, um, you know, see what they say because there, I, I think a lot of the features that were announced camera wise or, or some of the functionality that they introduced is going to come down to those series of phones uh, to the 14 pros. Uh, the only thing that's different for the Max users, of course, is they have this this 5X zoom on the Pro Max for the 15 Pro. So if that's important to you, well, you already knew you were going to upgrade anyway. Yep. Go listen to a different podcast for more information about that because my brain still doesn't quite comprehend it. Nope. I have no idea what they're doing. The only thing that I can say is I think I think what I have come to under, understand is that there's not a telescoping lens in the sense of like the lens moves or any of that kind of, which I didn't really understand what that was either. This is actually just a lens that is a 5X zoom lens. So I think right now on the current phones, pro uh, pros and pro maxes, that, that zoom lens is three. Uh, like 2X or 3X. Okay. 3X, 3X on the pro max. Yep. Okay. So they took the 3X lens out and they put in a 5X zoom lens. That's it. It, it doesn't do anything else like that. Uh, but as Mike said, go check out a different podcast or a blog uh, to get more information about that. And of course, if that stuff is important to you, you definitely understand more of it based off what we have said than I understand what I just said. Sounds good. Well, we hit our time target at about 65 minutes. Uh, do you have anything else before we wrap it up? Yep. I'm going to remember to tell people that if you want to reach out to us on Mastodon, he is payon, P-A-Y-O-W-N, at unmute.community. And I am Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E, at unmute.community. And you can send an email to tw at yourownbay.com. Um, yep. Yeah. Look, I got it all in this time. I didn't you forget did. it. 
You did, and we didn't have to go in and, and dub it back in and, and oh. cut and paste audio to get it in there. <laughs> Real quick, I'm uh, going to wrap it up with this quick question that uh, was asked, and I will give my answer, and then we can close it up. Uh, the other question that Scout asked is, what's the difference between uh, Clean Feed, Audacity, and Reaper? I explained to Scout that Clean Feed is what connects people who are interested in recording their podcast or content. Audacity and Reaper are what you edited. And uh, I am a Reaper and Clean Feed fan. Oh, I also told him some people might find it easy to compare Clean Feed to Zoom, but I prefer the sound of Clean Feed than to Zoom. But the concept is the same. You connect over uh, the internet. Yep, good answer. Good answer. Clean Feed is just a high quality audio VoIP app, but yes. yep, falls in the same category as something like Zoom, Google Meet, uh, FaceTime, even. Uh, just a higher quality deal that runs through the internet. It would be more high app. quality if they would let me have markers. <laughs> markers, people. <laughs>